You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Reese Kia Aina. Thank you so much for joining into our worship service this morning. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you for tuning in from, from here in LA as well as all over the world. So great to have you here. Let me dive in with a prayer and then we'll begin our lesson. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you so much for Jesus. We're so great. There's many things to be grateful for today as we go into uh, the week of Thanksgiving. Uh, we're just grateful for our salvation, grateful for the cross, grateful for the church, grateful for our families, for our marriages, our kids, and uh, grateful even perhaps to what's going on in the world right now as, as things are challenging, uh, how your spirit will always bring about newness in situations that are challenging. So help us to have a grateful spirit instead of a grumbling spirit. Uh, as we head into Thanksgiving, there, there is a lot to be grateful for. We love you. Bless our Bible study today. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, again, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in and joining us. Look forward to a great Bible study this morning. Uh, there is a lot to be grateful for, right? Uh, I know a lot of us are like, man, we're ready to finish 20, you know, we're ready to finish the year 2020 and head into 2021 and to see what new kinds of things are going to be coming our way during that time. Uh, if you have a job, I'm sure you're pretty grateful. If your health is okay, I'm sure you're pretty grateful. Uh, our families, right? We all have amazing families. And, and if your family is going through a tough time right now, I hope today will give a lot of encouragement. You know, we're, I'm grateful for the church that we're a part of and, and being a part of a, a fellowship and a family where we can be part of the LA church with eight regions and we can interact and our, our, our kids can get to know other kids and we have a, we're part of a worldwide fellowship. That's so awesome. You know, I, I was looking through my computer and I found this picture. <laughs> I'm grateful for my height. You know, this is Alden and, uh, Alden and Eric over here. And Alden, I believe, is like 6'9 and Eric is 6'3 and, and I'm probably about six feet. <laughs> okay. Okay. Maybe not six feet, more like five, five and a fourth, but I'm great. Could be worse, right? It could, I could be shorter than that right there. And, but I thought this picture was so funny. It just helped me to be grateful in my life. Uh, I got a question for you as we head into Thanksgiving is if I asked you to describe God in one word, how would you describe God? If I asked you to describe God, right? Like to other people, to your kids, to your spouse, to your coworkers, to your boss, what word would you choose? Would you choose power? Like God is powerful and when we know he is omniscient, right? All knowing, um, or would you use other words? And there's one I'd like us to consider today that theologically speaking, that God is love. And, and it's about the heart. His heart is about love. If I, it, you know, before I started my schooling, I don't know if I would have said that God is just love. I think it would be in there, but I don't know if it's the, the go-to thing that would come out of my heart and my mouth. Uh, and yet, as I'm finishing up my own schooling in grad school, it, it, I, I am firmly uh, 
It's entrenched in my mind how and heart that God theologically is love. Everything he does is because it stems from a place of love. Even as we go through trials and things happen and, and things aren't good or, or, or things fall apart out of his love, he'll come and, and get involved and, and be a God that is personable, you know, is going to be involved in our lives. And that's what I love about God. In John three sixteen through eighteen, in the message, check this translation out. It, it it God loved the world. You know, He loved the world, the all of mankind, everything about it. God loved the world. Uh, in verse sixteen, it says in John chapter three, this is how much God loved the world. He gave His Son, His one and only Son, and this is why, so that no one need be destroyed. By believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. Isn't that encouraging? God didn't go to all the trouble of sending his son merely to point an accusing finger, telling the world how bad it was. He came to help to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust him has long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? Because of that person's failure to believe in the one-of-a-kind Son of God when introduced to him. You know, John talks about how, you know, God loved the world and theologically God is love. And I want that to, if there's anything that we could be thankful for in the in in our world today, in the 21st century, is I'd like us to consider to be thankful for God. For Jesus, that, that he, they're both loving and that the, the way they operate in the world isn't just power, although they're powerful, but their power is really about love, uh, that doesn't lord it over people, but that will stoop down to help people become great and, and to come and get us when we're, when we're going the opposite way or when we're failing. God is always running to us. And I hope that's the image I can help to leave you with today that God is loved theologically. He's like that. There's four types of love that three of them that are found in the Bible. Storge is, is what's called familial love, right? Love between family members. So Kalai and Kainani and Ku have a Storge type of love with each other and, and, and they love their family. And so they love Phileo. We know that one is brotherly love. Turnwall and I are bro- brothers right here and, and he's filming me right now. We have this brotherly love. We, we had a meal before our, our pregame, pregame meal before the service begins or before I tape is we always have this meal from Alberto's. We had burritos and we have that brotherly love that gets to hang out with each other, encourage each other. And then there's eros between a husband, a romantic type of love that is deep and amazing that, uh, that married couples who, who are wed get to experience that kind of love. It's a beautiful thing and it, and it gets better with age. Uh, but the fourth type of love that this is that we're going to be talking about is agape love. And it's a sacrificial type of love, a godly type of love. And so if you had to kind of sum up in one word what God is like, he's love. It's love. Uh, how does he operate in a loving way? 
You know, uh, everything about him is about love. In First John chapter 4, John, the apostle of love, he was known before, though, as the son of thunder. This is the guy who was like, just, you know, kind of said stuff and just was like, like a, a tough guy. And yet he's known as the apostle of love later on in his life. And he writes, uh, the different books, first, second, third, John and John. And, uh, amazing what kind of heart this guy. And he's the one who ex- actually shows us what, what God's love is all about about. Dear friends, in verse 7, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7 through 8. Dear friends, let us practice loving each other, for love comes from God. And those who are loving and kind show that they are the children of God and that they are getting to know Him better. But if a person isn't loving and kind, it shows that he doesn't know God, for God is love. The agape word for love. a uh, 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 Sacrificial type of love. Sometimes we use the word uh unconditional but you know this kind of love that that john talks about is not from man it's not of this world it's it's not of this world it's a it's unnatural it's a rare type of love you know not rare like exclusive but more like rarely understood and even christians sometimes have a difficult time understanding agape love and agape love is deep you know while i was in in Hawaii, I would all sometimes travel to the island of Guam where I would work with the church out there in Saipan and then head to the Philippines, uh, to kind of work with the church over there as well. And, and between the, in the South Pacific, uh, the island of Guam and the Philippines, I believe lies the Marianas Trench. And this trench is, is the deepest place in the ocean. I, I believe it goes almost 36,000 feet down, which is almost seven miles deep. Okay, it's that deep. And, and if I had to describe agape love, I would say it's like that. It's so deep and, and wide and, and, and has, it's so vast, right? Uh, and, and so deep that, uh, it's hard to understand sometimes. Agape love is, is, is like the apostle Peter who denies Jesus, but Jesus comes back and gets him. That's agape love. John who doubts the resurrection and, and Jesus comes back to get him. That's agape love. It's rare. It's a, a, a married couple who goes through adultery and the spouse can love the other spouse in spite of it. That's another type of love. It's not of this world. It's hard to do when your eyes aren't focused on Jesus. And this kind of love is rare. And yet that's how God loves us with that kind of love. It's deep. It's, it's sacrificial. It's rare. The second thing is that this agape love is sacrificial. Not only is it rare, it's sacrificial. In 1 John 4 verse 9 through 12 in the voice, it says, because of this, the love of God is a reality among us. Because of this, the love of God is a reality among us. God sent his only son into the world so that we could find true life through him. This is the embodiment of true love. Not that we have loved God first, but that he loved us and sent his unique son on a special mission to become an atoning sacrifice for our sins. So, my loved ones, if God loved us so sacrificially, surely we should love one another. No one has ever seen God with human eyes, but if we love one another, God truly lives in us. Consequently, God's love has accomplished its mission among us. The second thing we learn about agape love, right? The first is that agape love is rare. The second thing is that it's sacrificial. 
And it's rooted in a sacrificial heart. Sometimes we use the word unconditional, but the word biblically is more in line with the word sacrificial because it's one way. You know, it's, it's, it's the, the person who has agape love, like from God is going to go, I'm going to give my son to the world. It's one way, knowing full well that people may not ever appreciate his son or the sacrifice of his son. Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. It's one way knowing that he was, he knew that he was going to die knowing full well nobody might want to ever respond or appreciate or even acknowledge that his death was that happened. Uh, that's a different kind of love and it's sacrificial. It's not based on what they get. His, their love is one way. And, and, you know, I've experienced that. By the way, we just celebrated, um, last week we celebrated uh, Veterans Day. And, and if there's anyone who in my life that I've experienced the type of sacrificial love, it's my grandfather. You know, I wrote a post and I posted it on Facebook on November 10th. Uh, because it's Veterans Day and it is also the day that he passed away. He passed away on Veterans Day at 6.30 p.m. And I, I saw him take his last breath. And, you know, my I'm very proud of my grandfather, uh, my late grandfather, because uh, he was a great man. He was a humble man. And but one of the things I'm proud of on Veterans Day and I want to, you know, I salute all of our veterans, those who, who have passed away, those who are currently still alive, uh, family members of it also, because they, they went through tremendous sacrifice as well. And, and I'm very proud of my grandfather. Here's a slide here of, he served in the 442nd Infantry in the U.S. Army in World War II. And, and this is a monument here where his name is on the monument in the city of LA, you know, at the 442nd Memorial over there. And, my, my, I'm very proud of my grandfather that served and, you know, part of him lost a lot of his friends. He was part of a unit, uh, in, in the 442nd there that had a model called go for broke, which was a, a, a gambler's, gambler's, gambler's slang in a craps dice game that meant, you know, going for it all, all or nothing, risk it all, basically go for broke. Uh, and we're going to do, we're going to risk everything to win big. And that's the spirit of this unit. Uh, it, it, in 1943, I believe Franklin Delano Roosevelt, uh, allowed Japanese Americans and mainland, uh, Japanese to participate and be part of this unit. And they, this unit ended up having tremendous casualties to the point where, uh, most of my grandfather's friends who were in this all passed away in the war. And I believe it broke his heart. And I believe a part of him died while, while overseas. Yet this unit was considered the most decorated unit of its size in all of the U.S. military for, for being Japanese Americans, uh, you know, who have, who are of Japanese ancestry, uh, and, and fighting for the U.S. against the Japanese. And what I'm most proud, that isn't just all the medals that they won and all that. What I'm most proud is that they were, they were of Japanese descent, but many of their families were put in internment camps because of their Japanese, uh, ancestry and descent when, when our government didn't perhaps trust them. And yet they still fought for the United States and their families were put in internment camps. And I'm most proud about having a grandfather who served like that. Most proud of that. Oh, and I'm grateful. You know, he ended up taking us in and showing me what kind of sacrificial love looks like. 
And I'm proud. You know, he would never say he was a hero. None of those guys would ever, ever consider themselves to be heroes for serving in war like that. But I do. I consider him one. And I'm glad my kids, you know, this is a one of my favorite priceless pictures of of my kids. They got to spend a little bit of time with my grandfather. Uh, that's Kalei on the left there with her arm. You know, I love that. She's like, what's up, Gramps? He's like, pals, you know. And uh, my Gramps is kind of an introverted guy, and he's he's a very silent man, a very humble man. But when he's around my girls like that, man, he talks. You know, they bring out a different side of him. And and Nani, I don't know, she was she was I don't know what was going on over there. She's looking like she was having a rough day right there. But Gramps was playing with her and having fun with her. And I love the fact that both my kids got to grow up. I, I regret that Keahi, you know, my son didn't get that chance to know my grandfather. He, he wasn't born yet. But both of my girls were, and I'm proud of Nani and Kala'i for, for being able to spend that time because he got to show us what sacrificial love is at a point in time when he should have been retiring and, and going off, you know, doing great things and enjoying his life with, with my grandmother. He chose to sacrifice it all to take us in and raise us, you know, my, my brother and I and my family. Uh, and I, I love my grants for that. And, and that helped me to understand what that that agape love is really one way, you know, he didn't benefit necessarily from, if anything, we provided stress in his life. And I'm sure, you know, he got a lot of enjoyment spending time with the kids and us and all that, but it, it did, it was an interruption in his life. And I, even though I don't think he would have thought that the sacrificial love is agape love. The third is first John four, verse 17 to 18. And as we live for in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment, but we can face him with confidence because we live like Jesus here in this world. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Do you know anything in life that is perfect? Because this is what John is describing as God's love. God's love, his agape love is perfect. And that's the third thing that we can learn about what agape love looks like and, and how it feels is uh, it's perfect. And I want to encourage us on that because if it's perfect, you can trust and rely on this love. For those of you who are studying the Bible right now, I hope you'll, I hope our lesson today will help you to understand that you have something so amazing uh, on your side that God is coming after you. God is running after you. God is trying to show you through his spirit, through disciples, through challenges in your life, even that he is loving, that he is good, that he is going to be working things out. Uh, sometimes it doesn't work out all completely, but in time we'll see lessons in it that help us to grow spiritually that perhaps we would have never ever experienced before. God's love is perfect. It's, you can trust it. You can rely on it. That's what I love about God's love. And the last thing, fourth thing about God's love is that it's agape love is giving. In 1 John 4, 19 to 21 in the message, it says, we though are going to love, love and be loved. First we were love, now we love. He loved us first. If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes right on hating his brother and sister, thinking nothing of it, he is a liar. Wow, that's strong language right there. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God 
includes loving people. You've got to love both. And so the fourth aspect, the fourth way we can look at agape love is that agape love is giving. Because God and Jesus gave that love to us, he commands us to give that love to others. It's not just meant for us. It's meant to be shared. And you know, you know, that phrase, sharing is caring, right? This whole idea of sharing and giving that love, extending that love without expecting anything in return. God's love is to give us his love daily. And, and he's going, he's working at, the spirit is going to be working to give love to us and show us love daily. It's our job to extend that love. It's to give that love to someone else, not to just keep it to each other. That's the nature of God. It's meant the, the theology of God is that it's, it, God is love and he's going to give it freely. And, and then it's, it's the, the practical in this is to practice loving others. That's the practical I want to leave us with today is what can we do is practice loving others. And you have to practice that. It's not, it's not something that's just going to be innate like that. You're not going to just be able to, to have this kind of love that, that just happens. Agape loves different. You know, I'm not talking about phileo love or anything or storge love. I'm talking about agape love. Aga- so agape love is shown when somebody hurts you. That's why the context of this, if you have, if you're in a group right now, you guys are all sh- in strife and struggling and having difficult time loving each other. John would say that if you love God, do it right here. Do it in your circle of friends, in your circle of influence to love not only God, but it will be seen about your theology if it is seen in your relationships, if, if you work things out. And that's when it, when we're called to have agape love. Somebody hurts my feelings. I'm called to love them. Jesus said, love our enemies, right? It's a big thing to God that he commands us to love one another. And so sometimes when we're talking about love, we go, oh, I'm so unloving. And we are many times, right? Sometimes we're unloving, especially in the pandemic. I've been frustrated sometimes at home where I've hurt my family and hurt my wife and kids, you know, and, and we were talking about it and kind of having a discussion. And and uh, I was talking to my wife. We we had some bumps over the last couple of weeks and we were talking about our bumps and, and sharing it with some of our partners that we work with. And and I know I've been frustrated with school and trying to do my job and trying to do school and trying to graduate. My, my fuse has been short, you know, and I've been short more than, than normal. And, and I apologize to my wife in it. And yeah, we've had some tears over it like that and, and trying to get back on track. And if you've ever felt like, gosh, it's so hard to love, you know what? Hang in there. God knows it's difficult to love, but that's part of the reason why he's constantly showing love to us and puts us in a community in a community of believers that can love one another. So we're constantly being filled up with love so we can constantly be giving love. Mistakes have the power to turn you into something better than you were before. So if you've made some mistakes in this, amen, it's okay. Repent. Let it lead you to repentance where you can make some changes. You go, well, how can I express love to someone else? Think about that. I hope I hope you'll walk away this week. Extend it to your spouse. Extend it to your kids. Extend it to your your coworkers. Extend it to your your uh, other members in the congregation or in your small group. Uh, extend it to people that when you're in line at work and and you see somebody who's having a difficult time. Everywhere I go now, I notice that people are having 
difficult times. They're in tough times. You know, they're stressed out. I seen, I seen, uh, I was going past a person and they were just like, just gr a grump, you know? And I go, I can relate. I can relate to that. Uh, it's tough. People are looking to see if we can and let the spirit guide us in that. You know, it's going to look differently for everybody, how we extend that love. Uh, and so don't, don't just look at one person and go, because they did that. I must do that. No, that, that might, that might make you worse. <laughs> Use the gifts that you have. To be able to extend love to other people. If you if you have the gift of cooking, cook for somebody. Encourage somebody. You know who's like that? Casey Edwin, man. That brother's always cooking. I know what he's cooking. I just got to look at Facebook and I'll see what he's cooking during the week for his wife, his family. He's giving us meals. I see him taking meals to different people. I'm like, come on, Casey. That's so awesome, bro. I mean, that's that's the way he shows love. Other people do other things, you know, and so whatever your gift is, use it in that way because God wants a relationship with not only us, but with people in the world as well. And so what did we learn today? We learned all about God's heart, and I hope we can be thankful as we go into Thanksgiving about God. Well, who he is, what he's like, how he operates in this world. Theologically, God is love. This is what his heart is like. We learned about four types of love. Storge, phileo, eros, as well as agape. And we learned four different ways that agape love looks like, right? It, it's rare. You know, not rare where it's just exclusive, but it's it's rarely understood. Uh, even as Christians, we can forget what agape love is. It It's sacrificial it's perfect. It's also giving. And God calls us to practice loving others. You know, it's not something that's just going to innately happen. We must work at it. We must learn to be filled up and then extend to other people. And so as we leave today, I just want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of you as you go into your week and look for different ways that we can be thankful to God, to our families, to our church, to to our friends and fam. Uh, friends and, and co-workers, and perhaps we can extend a little bit of love to them. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your attention. Happy Thanksgiving. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com.